On this week's episode of The Fizz, we talk about the Lions' monumental win over the Los Angeles Rams, what it meant to us, what it meant to the city, what it meant to the team, and everything in between. We tailgated for that one, so we talk about that. After that, we get into all of the other NFL games of what happened last weekend and what's going to happen the week next. And then after that, we do a snack time, talk about the Red Wings, and close with over under. But before we get into all of that, I want to tell you about our amazing Michigan-made sponsor, which is Vosa. Vosa is an RTD, which means ready-to-drink vodka beverage. It comes in two types of flavors. One is a Highline, which has a little more alcohol content to it, a little more sweetness, and a little bit of carbonation. If you don't like all of that and you want to tone it down just a little bit, I actually prefer the vodka waters made by Vosa. No carbonation, a little less sugar, and a little lighter on the flavoring, but you can't go wrong. Either way, you're going to want to try these out. So for the next Lions game, when you stop in a store and you're looking for your RTD beverage, grab Vosa. It's made here in Michigan, and they sponsor Champagne Athletics and the Fizz, so we appreciate them very much. Vosa, enjoy the finer things. But now, let's get into the fizz. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the fizz. Thank you all for being here. I am with the main men, downtown Detroit, January 16th, 6.47 p.m., and we are all still buzzing from the Lions' first playoff home win in 30-plus years. How we doing? How we doing, boys? I got ice-cold brew Lou to the right. What's up, brother? We're doing good, baby. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tampa Bay. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. Praise Jesus. And to my left, Channy Football, who is still hoarse from screaming his face off at Ford Field on Sunday. I'd do it 10 times over again, baby. It was worth it. Man, that is gritty. You got that gravel in the <laughs> You got voice. that grip, boy. Oh, yeah. So get used to that because you're about to listen to that for an hour and a half. Um, but, guys, it's almost like where do we begin on this one? What a game. One-point victory. Um, we knew it was going to be a close one. It was exactly that, an absolute quarterback duel. duel. Um, but I guess let's start at tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Downtown Detroit, hell of a day. Arguably the coldest oh, outdoor experience I've ever had. Not even close. Yeah. By far, coldest tailgate I've ever attended, bar none. The toes were, I was walking around on nubs by the end of, uh, by the end of that video. Fingies were toes. <laughs> Fingies were gone. Nubs were out. We had gloves, hats, a full face mask on, nothing could prepare us for what that was no it was insane i go to saint ignace every year in the up play an outdoor hockey tournament i went to lambo last year on like january 9th not even close not even close and the sun was out it wasn't like it was too bad of a weather day like mm -hmm. if it was raining like oh. i think it would have just been well it couldn't have rained it would have been frozen but yeah. like if it was snowing or anything like that it would have made it 10 times worse but if you got in the shadows or you got in the wind it was like forget about it like our faces were bright red like my, i was pretty windburned after oh we absolutely were we were blowing smoke my lips are still chapped yeah. i've been applying chapstick at an alarming rate <laughs> uh i couldn't even finish my beer in time like if you didn't chug your beer the bottom of it was frozen by the time yes. you got to it um but fucking A, it was all worth it. It was so worth it. And then just the energy down there, everyone bouncing around, um, absolutely electric atmosphere. But yes, everything was frozen. Like every like my like mustache was freezing from Mike's mustache was yeah. straight. He looked up like Marv from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. 
He did, but uh, the amount of energy, like everyone going crazy. I would say with that tailgate, uh, as far as like the opposing team goes, that was the least amount I've ever seen. Sparse. Yes. It yeah, was, definitely. There was like one group of Rams fans, and then they were like kind of scattered throughout. But I feel like normally every game we've had, there's always like a pretty decent showing of yeah. the other team. I think it's because the Rams don't have fans. Don't like either. They're always outnumbered in their own barn, let alone coming on the road. Especially here. Yeah. And, and then check off five degrees outside. Yes. They're like, fuck that. And the price. Yeah. Like, just, right. there was no way. Um, Shout out to uh, the bourbon guy that we ran into. I forgot his name. Yeah. Um, what a dude. He had how many bottles of bourbon out on his table? Maybe 50? I was going to say 40 to 50 minimum. And I'm not exact. Like, we're not exaggerating. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, prime time good shit. So we've seen, like, a lot of different folks out here. And it, it's kind of crazy each time you see someone new uh, who is a regular. So we're, we're off of Brush Street, kind of in that back alley behind game day. Uh, game day Detroit and those other two businesses that are shut down and he's just standing there with like a mini table but it had every inch of it was covered by a different he had no heat no no cover no he was just out there he was like yeah I'm giving shots to anyone wearing lion gear completely by himself (laughs) he had that one little grill going with like two frozen sausages on it it wasn't even on (laughs) it wasn't on it wasn't on like we were setting our drinks on it and I was just like what's up man like what do you do here and he's like you know, I've been blessed in the bourbon world, whatever that means. We just were like, cool. Uh, and I'm out here for every single Lions game and every single Tigers game, he said. Wow. Which I was just like, oh. I'm shocked that we never ran into him. Me too. You know, because like we're in that area all the time. But I mean, this guy was giving us Eagle Rare, Casa Azul. I think I had five shots before <laughs> I left the table. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, let's do a shot. And I'm like, are you just giving this away? He's like, yeah, I just have a ton of bourbon and I'm not, or a ton of drinks. I'm not going to drink it all. And then I... Uh, like, yeah, he was like, come on, one more, one more, one more. And he did that like four or five more times. Um, he wasn't th- letting us leave. No, he wasn't. And I- that's when we uh, also met uh, Tasty Treat. Oh, cannot forget Tasty Treat. <laughs> what whitest say, the rapper in the D. Whitest yes. rapper in the D. I didn't know if it was best or whitest. I think whitest. he said the best white rapper. Okay, 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 yeah, I think he We're said both the whitest. Right. He seemed like the whitest. He was definitely the whitest. <laughs> yeah, we asked him to spit a few bars, and uh, he struggled. He struggled <laughs> with those bars, which is you'd think he'd have them prepared to go for all that because he he was big at dropping his youtube channel Mm -hmm. but had no bars for us no no he had he had a one-liner in the tailgate video we just previewed which i'm jacked for everyone else to see (laughs) absolutely electric sounds like we're getting a call from the headquarters there yep sorry boys and we're rocking and rolling baby (laughs) Uh, sorry about that team dude i would you know what i want to see though i want to see muncher against tasty treat in a rap battle i think that's the next episode yeah so um you know we've met so many great locals throughout this year uh and i just keep going back to muncher uh muncher's the guy who dresses in a cookie monster costume and he wears a jersey that says muncher 69 uh I don't know why. Just seeing that guy is my favorite. And we saw him demasked this week. We I saw the remember true I look. I muncher. To look. So I know you guys didn't see his identity. So I'm not going to spill the beans too much. But Muncher 69 isn't who you think he is. Yeah. Well, no. I didn't see him because I refused to look. I didn't want to be ruined. Kind of like looking at Batman. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> if I put 10 guys in a lineup, you wouldn't be able to pick out Muncher wow, 69 in the more. first seven. Damn. I wish, yeah. We saw all the legends, dude. Crackman, oh. Pilgrim, Lion Eyes. Uh, we saw, who is it? D- is it Detroit Don? Detroit, Detroit Don. Don. Superfan. 
Uh, we met a new one named Hot Tub Sue. Hot Tub Sue. So we should talk about them. Yeah. The Tub Gators who we went to Easter Market. Easter Market was a little uh, more dead than we would have liked to mm -hmm. see, but but understandable. I mean, tough thing when you're going into a dome and it's that cold outside. Like, kind of tough to pick how you're going to dress. You either got to bundle all the way up, or, or you got to be in a hot tub. Yeah. Or you gotta, <laughs> so they said the hot tub was 107 degrees, and yeah, Hot Tub Sue was very nice and and spoke to us for a while. She said she loved the tub. Um, and I just, I don't know. I was like toying with the idea of maybe getting in the tub, uh, before we got out there. And then we got out there. I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Like, I love this team, but like, I, I can't get this fucking hot tub. No. There was no way. There was no way. And I know we didn't run into them at the tailgate, but I did send you guys a pick. We found them. Old lead face. face <laughs> AKA <laughs> tin man. And Little known fact, I didn't know this about him. He sits next to Detroit Don at the games. I didn't know he was, I didn't yes. know they were acquainted. And then Detroit Don actually called in and talked to Barstool Big Cat nice. on his podcast the next day and, um, and basically said how a season ticket holder who hadn't been to a game in seven or eight years came back for the first time in seven to eight years to put for the playoff game. yeah i heard he hadn't been since that game the since the green bay one the lady behind him oh okay oh, wow. the lady behind him yep so you got tin man detroit don and then the decade hiatus rolling in behind him crazy and wait was does he call himself tin man that's what the back of his jersey said it yes does? Okay. okay yes i didn't know I always. I think I call, we're the only one that call him Lead Face. Yeah, because <laughs> <silver face. laughs> yeah, I mean, the first time I met Tin Man, uh, apparently, like I just the paint he had on his face, I don't think was for your face. Like I think it was lead based paint. <laughs> Definitely, it looked like it was hurting his face. It looked like, like it, like was, it just, was weighing his face. So yes, like features it, down. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't good. It did, he didn't look healthy. Fucking Motorhead we saw out there, too. Oh, Motorhead was there as well. Yeah, we didn't see him, but we saw some footage of the Pilgrim, who's been a staple in... No, we, uh, no, we did. Pilgrim. When you we went did. In, when yes. you went in, okay. Pilgrim showed up. Uh, so we were outside the stadium around Comerica there, and then you can go into that parking garage, and it was lit in there. Yeah. And, and the Pilgrim... With all of the, uh, it was the Rushmore. You, you called it the Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore Alliance fans. fans. Yeah, we saw them crack man's hands. I don't think that guy has ever put lotion on those hands. <laughs> I mean, look I look like an alligator, dude. I know, <laughs> dude. Yes, I totally agree. Like, I know that I, you know, I work on computers all day, and like, I got soft little dainty hands. That guy has man hands. Those are like, yeah, the rock guy from the Fantastic Four. Yes. That's what it is. And I shook his hand, and no joke, his his like wrist started bleeding. Like he stretched it too far, and it started squirting blood. And so then he started licking it. And I was like, oh, the crack man's cracking. And he started licking it. And he said, it's good for you and started screaming. And that was like, he did that. And it was like, all right, we got to tailgate's done. Like we got, <laughs> we got crack man licking his own blood. Let's, let's get settled in and lock in for this game. Man, it was, it was so hard to catch a buzz. Like I was just drinking at an alarming rate. And I feel like everybody underneath that parking garage next to Elwood was doing the same thing. And it was just like, before you knew it, like it all just kind of hit you at once. It was a hurricane. Yeah. Like I remember, yes. Like as soon as we got out of there and that cold hit me again, like I was like, okay, I think I just had like 12 drinks. <laughs> right. It was, it was just bonkers in there. Um, but it was, it was great. Um, I was definitely totally cooked by the end, like cold wise. I oh, needed yeah. to get out of there. And I, I will give us kudos. The last thing we said 
before we left the office, we all looked at each other and we said, this is going to be the second to last tailgate video this year. And this was before the Cowboys-Packers game started. Yeah, and we got to say it again this week. That's Second right. Second to last That's tailgate. Right. Yeah, it was pretty wild to be out there and get the news. That Dude, I was shook when I, that I happened. I didn't believe it. No, like 27 nothing. We were like, what? Yeah, and I thought they said 7 nothing. Like, I wasn't, I didn't comprehend right. it. And I was just like, Dallas has got to come back or something. Like, I don't know. I just didn't believe it. Did what not great, believe what it. great news to get. It was fantastic. Um, and it's, it's like funny. Like, I've always said in the past, like, you know, just having beers hanging out. Like, I'm like... You know, we're Detroit. We're all gritty. Like, we should have an outdoor stadium. You know, like, we should learn to play ball outdoors. And then after last night or Sunday night, I was like, fuck no. Thank man. God we did. When we were yeah. sitting in Harbor House, shout out Harbor House, our favorite restaurant. Yeah. We were like yeah. numb dude, yes. waiting for that uber we popped into harbor house for warm did you see our boys we yeah. almost went back there but like we, like mike's hands were too cold nobody to pick could up the camp. no one could cold vingy season yes. frank could barely hit the button to dial the uber yeah i was yeah i was <laughs> fucking up pretty good um but yeah that was it so me and lou and mike producer mike came back to hq had a bunch of people here for the game but but channy we know you went into the game you know, tell us boots tell on us, the ground. Yeah, tell us what it was like in the uh, in the. Asylum. What was that opening moment like? Right when you walked in the stadium, boys. Sunday, January fourteenth, twenty twenty four, is a day that will live in infamy. So, we've all been through it. We've been to games with our friends, our dads, grandparents, acquaintances, neighbors, and we've all walked in, and it's been like a morgue. Oh, it's yeah. been silent. There's bags on people's heads. It's been people that are so pissed drunk they're throwing up in the toilet before the game starts. It was none of this. It was an absolute spectacle. I walk into the gates at the start of the game on the Brush Street entrance, and the field is just lit. They must have brought in 2,000 more LED lights. I mean, this field was just glowing. Woo! And I'm like, first thought is like, I need to see the field because you asked me before the game, you're like, Chandler, you all right? And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm all right. But like, it was starting to like get to me. Like everyone was getting emotional after the game. I was kind of emotional before the game. Because, I was going to note that. You, yes. were, you were the quietest I've ever heard you at <laughs> yes. tailgate. And you were bundled up. Like all you could see was your eyes and, and like your breath there was going a frost, through your mask. Frost like <laughs> layer over your mask on and, the outside. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, do you want a beer? You're like, no. And I'm like, okay, all right. Are you good? Yeah. It, it just all started hitting me at once. And when I saw that field, it brought back so many lows and very few highs, but a lot of great memories with friends, with family. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down and I'm going to sit and take in this field. So I go down, I sit in my seat, I take in the field. And after five minutes, I look and I'm in the wrong section. Okay. <laughs> I was that rattled. I went to the wrong <laughs> damn seat in the wrong damn section. So I got up. Did someone tell you? We're like, no, hey, I think no. I looked seats. at my ticket again because my buddies weren't there. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in 103, not 104. Okay. So I did the nonchalant, like, stretch. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah. Like, everyone was watching I was gonna you. I was going to upset that you <laughs> like, sat down there. Look at this there. fucking idiot in the wrong seat <laughs> two hours before a kick. So I get into, I go get a beer. I go get a tall boy. I go sit into the correct seat. And it's about an hour 15 before the game. Yeah. I look across the stadium, two-thirds full, yeah. hour 15 before the game. All blue, all silver, all white, all black. You couldn't see anything else. 
You couldn't see one other color out there. And as it gets closer to an hour, the Jared Goff chants start breaking out. And it was like at that moment, I was like, there ain't no way in hell the Lions are losing this game. The 72 fucking Dolphins could come out of that tunnel. The 07 Patriots could come out of that tunnel. Fuck, Roger Goodell could take 52 bronze heads out of Canton, bring them out of that tunnel. We were not losing that game. And that's the main difference that I took from this experience than any other experience was it wasn't nervous. It wasn't a morgue. It wasn't downer. It wasn't, hey, what's going to happen next? How are you going to lose the game? It was a celebration. Yeah. It was a celebration of fathers, of sons. Of life. Of the city of Detroit, <laughs> of this franchise that didn't win a game in over three decades. And truth be told, for this city who hadn't won a playoff game in eight years and hadn't seen a playoff game in five. Yeah. So the energy in there was electric. Um, and once the, the, the starting warmup started, it was like everyone was locked in and it was game time. Yeah. And I'm going to give kudos to the Detroit Lions because we've said it a lot this year. It's not only the personnel that has done a great job these last three or four years. It's everything from the ownership down. Them giving out those light up uh, bracelets yeah. going into the game. They turned down the lights almost between every drive and every commercial timeout, had music rocking, yeah. a light show, Hell people yeah. chanting. And I can tell you this, I didn't sit down for one snap on defense the whole game, nor did anyone around me. Once it went to offense, you could literally hear the vendors across the stadium. No way. With asking for drinks, peanuts, what It was insane how you went from basically it was like a Woodstock concert when you were on defense and it was basically church when you were on offense. Everyone in their seats too. Everyone in their seats. Uh, by the time the second half came around, no, no seat, no sitting. Yeah. Offense, yeah. defense didn't matter. You stood the whole damn time. How crazy was the, like the first touchdown? So the first touchdown was crazy. It was just, it was like it just kept building, and we were almost in shock. Like, how fast? Oh my god! Like yeah. five yards, ten yards, yeah, march. Uh, penalty, Reynolds, twenty-five yards. It was almost just like a complete shock. Like, whoa! Yeah, is we're it gonna be this balling. easy? Yeah. yeah, like, is it really gonna be this easy? And then when the defense came out for that first snap, it was like, it was just like an absolute explosion, pent up energy for thirty years and everyone was in unison. I've honestly never been more proud to be a Lions fan in general, and I've never been more proud to be a Detroit sports fan than I was this last Sunday. We've heard about it in the post-game press conferences. We've heard about it since then, but bar none, I don't think I will ever be in an atmosphere like that again, and I've talked to people who've been to World Series games, Final Four games, Stanley Cup finals. Um, they said it just didn't even compare. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fucking incredible. And I, you're, you're mentioning like the lights going down and all that. Like I was kind of thinking of like all the workers there, uh, who have been a part of the, you know, I wonder if they brought in like an outside team to be like, Hey, we have our first playoff game. Like 
I, how, they how had to have this? extra hands. On you know back, what I mean? Like, I just, sure. I'm curious of like those in-game, like experience, you know, head of experience people like this had to be like, okay, finally, like we're not just doing the run of the mill, like week five, yep. you know, bullshit, like defense, make noise type deal. Like we can actually put on a show for this one. So they had to have like an intro video, right? They had an intro video. They um, introduced the offense, yeah. um, which was nice because they brought out like Monty and Gibbs. Yeah. They brought out J-Mo, Josh Reynolds and... I'm in Ross St. Brown. So they didn't have just 11 guys. They did more than that. And I thought it was funny seeing Taylor Decker report eligible coming out of the tunnel. Hell yeah. And did I, I mean, the golf chance, like you mentioned that they just kind of started. Was there anything that prompted them or was that just pure like, we got your back? It was like the upper section in the end zone was starting every chance. So like it started in the upper section and I felt like it like traveled the whole stadium, the whole game, whether it was let's go Lions defense, whatever section is near the opening of the West uh, end zone there, that section was rocking, <laughs> and they were starting every chant. That's electric. Yeah, so it was it was something where it was like, you know, we said it all week. I was excited. I wasn't nervous, and I, I heard this Dan Campbell quote, and I'm like, it was so perfect for the game. Like, I felt like everyone there was like, I don't feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, yeah. and that's, that's exactly how it was, was no one was nervous. Everyone was excited to get this damn thing going. That's awesome. And I want to shout out the Lions to the celebrities that came to the game. Eminem was on the big screen. Big Sean, obviously Barry, Calvin. But they had guys like Stephen Tulloch came on the field and was throwing out T-shirts. Glover Quinn, Golden Tate. It was like... It was like a family reunion for the city of Detroit and the Detroit I Lions Prater, organization. I think the Prater family was there. Yep. Like, they, like they just brought back like anyone who had like a decent season with yes. the Lions ever. Yes. That's that's incredible. And it's it's just wild to see everyone rally around the, the team right now. Um and just like let's talk about the game. So, I mean, Lions score touchdowns on their first three possessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just felt like it felt like we should have been blowing them out the whole game. It felt like we had control. Like obviously we never trailed in that game. Right. But it's crazy that it ended up being just a one point victory. And it was absolutely terrifying. Like I was shaking in my boots on that last drive for the Rams. Yeah. It was one of those games where, like you said, in control. It was almost like we were up more than 11 at that point in the first half when we were up 21-10. And then kind of got shaky in the second half. The O-line was kind of breaking down a little bit. But that first... We didn't score a touchdown in the second half, We did not. We only only, uh, kicked that field goal. But it was uh, the first three drives were an absolute execution um, by the offense. And how about Josh Reynolds? We kind of talked about it before the game, but guy had 80 yards at halftime yes. against his old team, and he showed out, and that's what you need in these playoffs games. Yes. You know, so many first-time playoff games for a majority of our roster, you need the guys like Jared Goff, Josh Reynolds, C.D. Deuce to come in and really set the tone going into the game and in the first half of the game. Shout out to fucking Badgley banging home that 54-yarder. I mean... I I think it's the most underrated 
play of the game. I like, agree. I feel like it's the least talked about. I mean, I know he just hit a, a field goal, but like he's they, and then they slapped the bar underneath. They were he was circling like it. Forty three percent from this distance, or like forty seven, yes. something like that. And he fucking banged that like it was good from the kick. Yes, from he, the foot. He drilled it. Uh, and and that, like I did, I kind of forgot it was fifty four yards. Uh, but they were showing the stat, circling it, and like that was. I mean, that was clutch. That ended up getting us the game. That was our only points in the second half, which yep. is hard to believe. Um, but our defense, to our to credit, I mean, there were no touchdowns in the second half at all, either side. Um, I mean, so it was Ben, ben like, but don't, don't break, break yes. to a fucking T. Like, every time they got in the red zone, we stepped up on defense. We made them kick the three. Yes. It's funny to think that they scored two, three, four, five. Yeah, they scored one, two, three, four. They scored more times than us. Five times, yep. yeah. yeah. Three field four. goals, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. So it was all-around game, and not only did Badgley play great on special teams, but another underrated piece, we kind of joked about it that we had the most expensive punter that we don't use. Jack Fox, he was damn near hitting the ceiling on every punt and pinning them inside the 10 every time. And that plays into the bend-don't-break that you can give up 70 yards in a drive and they still have to settle for a field goal. Uh, Dude, he hit absolute bombs. Uh, He... Pinned every one of them inside a twenty. So yep. his last, like his last one, was sixty nine yard, sixty one yards to the nine. Yep, like that's insane. He absolutely ripped it. Fifty two yards to the ten, and then what was his other one? I just want to see because I, I was like, dude, he's absolutely pounding. The he ball. was booming them. Thirty five yards to the ten, but I mean. Yeah, he played awesome. I Three put him on inside the, heat the ten. Yeah, yeah. Three inside the ten. So we always say special teams is the difference in a big game. Special teams was the difference in this game with the fifty-four yard field goal and pinning the Rams three times inside their own ten. Yeah, and then let's talk about let's talk about the big dogs. Obviously, the the headline of this game, Jared Goff. He goes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think twenty-two for twenty-seven. Yep. Just fucking. Barely an incomplete pass. Yep. Uh, only really, I thought, bad play he had was that wild-ass shovel pass. Uh, that was kind of spooky when he got under pressure. Yes. Uh, no one liked that. All my homies hated that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he Shout out Tasty Treat. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was the biggest dog. Pretty flawless night. Bailed out of the one shut, shuttle pass. But no real, like, scary passes, really. Um, like you said, like Josh Reynolds, not really considered one of the big dogs, but he came through early. Amon Ra, he was, if Josh Reynolds is the opener, uh, Amon Ra was the closer. Yeah, sure. Uh, grabbing some big balls in traffic, fucking getting over a hundred yards receiving. Yep. Just crazy shit. Laporta playing through the knee, catches a touchdown. And then of course, Monty and Gibbs just do their thing, split it in half and both score a right. tug. And not, and like we talked about it last week, but like we were expecting like, Hey, pound the rock, control the game on the ground. Like, we really didn't run the ball that well. You know, like, Monty had 57, Gibbs had 25, Gibbs had another 40-something through the air. But, like, we were – those first three drives were just methodical. Like, we were slinging the pill, everything looked good. Um, We adapted to the situation and and came out on top. And it's almost one of those things, like – you know, I'm just kind of looking at the end of the game for the Rams. Like, I know that they ended up punting on their last possession with four minutes left. Um, you know, they're at our 44, fourth and 14. I know that's a low percentage, but I'm just – if you're the other team, it's just like the Lions have been so good at closing teams out on mm-hmm. offense for that final drive, something that we're so not used to from years past. But how many times have we seen it dating all the way back to the, the Green Bay game last year yep. where we know like we're in four-down territory to close this game out? Yep. And 
they did it again flawlessly on this one. The Obviously, the Amon-Ra play for the final first down, but even before that, Monty catches that swing pass. Dude, Jamal Miss- only had two grabs, but that one was in pure traffic. Yes. Came down with it. Yeah. It's uh, it's incredible how clutch that the, the offense is at closing out games. And if you're the other team, like you really got to question, like who do you want to who do you want to determine how the game ends, the defense or the offense? Right. And I'd go against the Lions' defense over the offense. Every so time. like looking looking at the fourth quarter, Stafford's got the ball. It's third down. I believe we get, uh, was it roughing the passer or a holding call? Where holding. It, you know, it was holding. Yeah. So it would have been like four. fourth and three for them, and then we ended up backing them up. What did you guys think about that off the rip? I mean, I was nervous. I almost wanted to t- have them take the fourth down. Yes. I Okay. Sorry. Yes. Um, I was pretty nervous about it too. I kind of thought they'd take the fourth down for sure. But you know, they're going to go for it anyway. Yeah. And it's only a one point game. And when you're at the 34, you're in field goal range. Right. So really it's not, it's not a question. 34, 44, it's a 50 yarder indoors. Yeah. They've had bad kicking problems, but at the end of the day, I'm glad the decision they made. Absolutely. I was totally with that decision. I was saying from the rip, back them up get it to third and 14, and even if you give up 10 yards, you're in the same spot that you were before. But I didn't think we were going to give up 14 yards, and, I mean, we almost did. Well, it was just Puka, man. (laughs) He was killing us. Like, the number one receiver is just eating us alive. Like, what do you go for, 187? Yep. Yeah. Rookie record. Yeah, that's insane. So the last three weeks, their number one receivers have just, like, completely torched us. I mean, Stafford still lit it up. He had 367 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. And we only sacked him twice, but one sack he, like, tripped over his own lineman, right? Yep. And then the one sack where he got hit by McNeil at the end, I think he was seeing fucking ghosts. Yeah, could he, you see that in the stadium? No, we saw him go into the tent, but we didn't know. I thought, we anything. thought he was. There's on. no way he passed concussion protocol. Yes, no like he, his eyes were rolling in the back of his head on the mm-hmm. replay. Dude, like he might as well have had like the cartoon birds like above right, his head, right. and he had his eyes wide open, like staring at the ceiling. And mm-hmm. then it looked like he like. Might have broke a rib or something. Like, I mean, that was that was traditional Stafford of just like no, I'm dog. getting up and I'm yeah. I'm doing this. He yeah. had a great game. Some of those sidearm throws, he's like getting rushed. You think he's getting a sack and he like flips it underneath their arm. It's like, all right, Matt. He slings. Enough of that. He slings. Um, what do they do rushing wise? I feel like they didn't really do much at all. Uh, I mean seventy yards, like pretty much like ten yards less than us. Yeah. yeah. So dude, tight game, barn burner. Uh, and then, I mean, at the end, you know, I was kind of, I made like a few memes about it, but like, we didn't know in this, in the, when we were at HQ that the game was over when they got that first down. Cause Amon Rock got it. Tariko yells, this game is not over, but it's very close. So we thought we still needed like a couple more, another plays first down. Yeah. Right. And then, and then golf just starts kneeling and we're just all looking at each other. Like, Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we rewatched the clip of Dan Miller making the call live. And he's like, oh, it's yeah. over. Yeah. They got the first, <laughs> they can kneel this one out. Yeah. Tariko didn't know the math and Dan Miller knew it right away. <laughs> yep. like, he was just like, and that'll do it the first time in 30 years. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Bonkers. What a fucking day, dude. We had, I, I know Chaney was at the game blowing it out, but like we had a fucking blast here at HQ. Yes. There was probably 15 or so of us. We were taking a shot, I think, after every play. Every I don't play. know if it was it every touchdown. It got ridiculous at the end. It was just like incomplete pass. We're like, pour them up. 
Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, man, it was good. It was good. And uh, it's kind of surreal. You know, Dallas loses in blowout fashion to one of our arch rivals. Mm-hmm. The Bucks beat the Eagles. So we get, beat the fuck out of them. Beat the shit out of them. And me and me and Channy couldn't look uh, more wrong on that one. Yep. Um, we both thought we had Eagles blowout on our hands. The Eagles just looked like the most broken team I've seen. They I did. will say this, though. We didn't know A.J. Brown was out. Mm-hmm which uh, is kind of surprising because he took all of his shit off Instagram. And from what I'm hearing, it didn't seem like it was an injury that would keep most guys out of a playoff I game. saw on Twitter he was at in Atlantic City that night at like a like ringside at a boxing match. Wait, no way. Yeah. Like not even watching the game? Like, he, yeah, he was at like a boxing match that night. I don't know if he – like he wasn't at the game at all, no. That's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. That locker room, I feel like just they all hate each other. To be honest, too late. Like, Kelsey, like, retired in the third quarter. <laughs> he was, like, right, straight up, he did. Dude, like, he was he was already had the Instagram Goddard like, was, like, bitching out fucking Hurts on the sideline. Hurts is the emotionless man, too, yeah. which I feel like is infuriating. Like, yeah. that would just drive me nuts. I get, like being stoic and shit, but he just doesn't, like, he doesn't react to anything. Well, we know what the catalyst was for the downfall in the Eagles season. We've experienced it here in Detroit, having Matt Patricia on your staff. Amen. Amen to that. After he came on board, that team crumbled like a gargoyle. That was the worst NFL tackling I have ever watched in my entire life. I think the Eagles missed five tackles every single play of that game. It was patty cake. It was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Outside of our game, really, like, it kind of was a shitty weekend of football. All the other games were blowouts. Blowouts. I mean, Cleveland got steamrolled. Kansas City Stroud looks stunk. CJ Stroud looks good. Yeah. He looks really good. It's going to be a fun game, Ravens and Texans this week. I know we talk a lot about the Matt Stafford trade and how it turned the the Lions around, but holy shit, that Deshaun Watson trade to the Browns for the Texans is... The list they got is comical. It's unbelievable. It's the the theft of all all robberies in NFL trade trade history. Yes. Seriously. Yes, yeah. and I've always wished nothing good for Deshaun Watson, and your wish is to be going. That way. Yeah, I mean Flacco, Flacco is quarterbacking their team in the playoffs. Unreal, and then Dolphins, Dolphined. Yeah, I mean they got to cold weather. I went too big brain on that one. Anything on well, that? So I think I. we all did. Yeah. I think that was the unanimous one. Should have should have faded he ourselves. He had a money line though, which was I had him to win brain. and to cover. That's galaxy. That brain. Is it was big brain. Did you see Tyreek Hill's tweet? Uh, yes, I got bodied, or yeah. I got, what did you say? Jam my ass to, cock, to Cancun. Yeah, about Sneed pushing <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. ground. Um, yeah, and it was. It was one of those things where it was like, okay, I got the Dolphins plus five or whatever, and then you just kind of, you, you look at it, you see the weather, you see those jerseys, you see fucking yeah. uh, Tua the Hawaiian, and you're just like. Tua stunk I don't, bad, could, dude. He, he couldn't hurt? throw a fucking ball, dude. Dude, he couldn't, even in garbage time, he couldn't hit. Anyone. I needed him plus 12 in a teaser. They couldn't even give me that. No. We know what season it is, and some guys can't handle it. It's cold fingy season. Yeah. <laughs> People say golf can't handle it, and, you know, I would disagree, but also it doesn't matter when you just keep getting home games. That's also, right. is, is Cancun, like, the uh, headquarters for after you lose, like, everyone goes down there? <laughs> I mean, that's, like, so. the running joke. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about it earlier, but, like, the two guys at football practice pulling the tire, they're, like, Jalen and Dak fighting over a tube at the Cancun resort. Yes. I've seen that everywhere with, like, 10 different players yes, who have all right. been eliminated. So the Lions, 
win a playoff game for the first time, what, 32 years or what was yep. it, 30 years? Uh, the years. Dolphins now ho- uh, own the record. Oh, good. 23 Fuck seasons. Fuck you guys. Yeah, mm. 23 mm. seasons. I would never have guessed it would be the Dolphins. Here you guys go. Yeah. Pass the torch. Yeah. You guys can have it. How about that Buffalo-Pittsburgh game? I think I fell asleep like 10 minutes into the game. Uh, I definitely fell asleep. I went hard nap during most of that game. I was exhausted from Sunday, (laughs) and that game literally put me right. I saw Mason Rudolph and immediately fell asleep. (laughs) Buffalo looked like Siberia in all the social media videos, and then it's like clear by game time. Not the stands, though. Really? Well, weren't the stands still? I mean, they were, but they weren't like – as bad as they looked on Twitter okay. before right. the game at all. I just and heard like that on the field was like it looked like fine. it was just a chilly day. Yeah. Did you hear they had no assigned seats for that game? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I heard for the first time in NFL yeah. history they just didn't. How know does that work though? Like, there's no way you're like sitting in section 300 and you're like, you know what? I'm rolling down to 104. I, I think it was. I think it was first come I'm first serve. I'm beating the fuck out of somebody if I got section 104. I think, it, I think <laughs> Buffalo just. I think they're just nuts. I think that they all think they're on the team and they're just like we're all in this together and we're gonna go <laughs> shovel and sit there and watch the bills i mean dude can you like i can't imagine truly sitting through that lions game in that weather we had like i wouldn't have survived no chance i was thinking about the kc miami game i'm like dude people were sitting in the fucking nosebleeds and minus 15 degrees on Shirtless. their ass for fucking three hours i couldn't even look at the players like with, <laughs> with their sleep like sleeveless players. and they were just beating the shit out of them the whole game dude. it's like oh uh, Mahomes' helmet cracked yeah. Yeah. it was so cold are we pussies? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Are we pussies? Maybe we're fucking. We cowards. can't handle cold fingy season. No, we, yeah, we yeah we can't handle it at all. <laughs> Man, God yeah. bless those people out there fucking dogging it out. Yeah, I mean craziness. So next week we got we got some good matchups. What do we got? Let's look ahead. Texans Ravens oh, yeah, to kick us off here. Yeah. You got Packers at 49ers Sunday night. And then you're going into Lions Bucks Sunday afternoon, and we finish it off with what seems to be just a playoff matchup yep. every single year. Although this time, first playoff game on the road for Patrick Mahomes in his career. Crazy stat in That's Buffalo, wild. Kansas City. Should we Buffalo. go through our picks again? Yeah, let's we got to run it back, right? Yeah, we got to do the whole thing again. We got to do right. the whole. In the intermission here, though, there's one little note about the uh, the Lions. I wanted to say here is I just think it's. I don't know what the word is. I don't really know how to describe it. I, I like feel good. I'm glad we're like getting the spotlight and everything. But like, so many people made fun of Dan Campbell specifically for just like how nuts he was and how crazy he oh, is. Training camp, doing up downs, the All fucking tackling speeches during practice. I wasn't always on board. I'll raise my hand. I uh, I mean the worst one, which actually doesn't get brought up because it was just really bad. I don't even care if they're good now. Was like, do you remember his dirty jeans one? Like he had one that he covered jeans in like chalk and shit, and he was just like, you gotta wash your dirty jeans. Yeah, it didn't connect with anyone, and then they went like three and thirteen that year. So <laughs> like it just didn't really hit. But that's a sidebar of what I'm going to say. Like, do you remember the one like that is going all over the internet right now of him like crying, almost crying, being like, "I think about you guys. That's how you're all I think about, man." Yes, that was the about. tackling one. The tackling one. Yes. yes. And I just feel like you know everyone kind of calls him like an idiot, a moron. Like we look like a laughing stock. Like why are they hitting what losers? And then you see the physicality that we're playing with, the desire the team's playing with at this 
point in the season. After watching the Philly game on top of that. Words right out of my mouth. Right. You just, and you're watching Patty Cake of, of Philly over there with Sirianni, who's crying during the national anthem. And, that and stupid nodded, fucking pencil in Patricia's and, ear. And he, he's like nodding at the camera when like they're trailing the whole <laughs> game. Like, I just, like. Football it, guy. Yeah, just That's full a football guy. Football guy. it's just funny how. I love how all the pundits are deleting every tweet they've had against Dan Campbell because they're Dan Campbell has like created a want factor in the Lions that I just feel like as a kid you watch games and you feel like pro athletes feel the same way you do about the game like you want to be out there you want to win you want to just do it to do it you want to do it for your city and I'm not saying that players now aren't about that like that's crazy to say of course they want to win of course they want to be out there but I feel like sometimes in the pros like it's a business and it's overlooked the want factor and the character factor of like who is on a roster yeah and that's exactly what Holmes and Campbell have built and it's made a difference we may have less some less talented players than some other teams have but that want factor is a real fucking thing mm -hmm. when teams like the Rams, who are hot as hell with maybe a little more talent, come into our building. I agree. That want factor is like something I don't feel lives on a lot of NFL teams, but it's alive and well in Detroit, and I feel like Campbell has brought Dude, that attitude to Detroit. On Monday, I think I watched six-plus hours of Twitter videos of them just re-talking about stuff throughout the year the end of the game speech when dan campbell gave brad holmes the football and he's just hugging him he's like i fucking love you brother yeah i love you brother jared you're fucking good enough for detroit that, like dude, that made me cry almost. dude i watched yeah. that video 300 times and i was like fuck man yeah this is fucking incredible yeah. like i feel like the like the wind is under my fucking sails. <laughs> yes. Like I am just floating in the air right now, dude. Him saying like you're good enough for Detroit. Like it just I could talk about fucking golf forever. Like I'll never stop talking about how he's born in Cali, drafted by Cali, played for Cali, and then just thrown in the fucking trash. And it looked like a nightmare here. And that guy truly has never said one crossword. He's never looked down the wrong way. He's never rolled his eyes. His body language has always been straightforward. Yep. And like he was just like. Crown, the gut punches crown. are going to stop. Yes, dude. He said that. Like, yes. he said that when that team was uh, 0-7 after the Baltimore kick. Yep. Yes. Like, it's just he bought into what Campbell was selling. And it's just, I mean, last that's what Sunday was. Sunday was just this fucking, like, monumental moment. Triumph. Uh, it was just incredible. To Isn't that, that the, the Detroit sports story, though? Like, all throughout history, yes. we have had castaways that have turned into champions here in Detroit. You think of the 06 Tigers, who were the worst team just two seasons before that magical run. You think of the going-to-work Pistons. Chauncey Billups was considered a bust. Yeah. Ben Wallace was a throw-in to the Grant Hill trade. Um, Rip Hamilton was traded for Jerry Stackhouse. Chris was Draper was traded for a dollar. Yeah, right. Chris Draper was dollar. traded for a dollar. I, I just feel Chris like... Osgood. I feel like that's the Detroit sports story is you're casted away and all this city cares about is hard work and being honest and upfront and somehow, some way, if you do that in this city, whether you're great or whether you're not great, you get rewarded and you get beloved by these fan bases. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said it on this podcast before, but like literally the Detroit flag in Latin says, we hope for better things. It will rise from the ashes. So I just think that's like, 
so Detroit, and that's so much what this it team... It ain't the sexiest place. It ain't no. the, the spot everyone wants to go play. But if you fucking believe in it, you got your brother, you believe in the whole program, like, shit can fucking happen. And yeah. we've seen it numerous times. And we'll embrace the fuck out of you, too. Yes, like, dude. On top of We're it a fucking sports town. We're not yeah. here. We're not going to the beach. We're not hanging out at the fucking town pub. Like, we're at the fucking game. We're watching everything <laughs> right in front of our eyes, and we're fucking going to work with you, buddies. Buddy, I've seen you yeah, at man. a couple town pubs. I was going to say, I was, I, I would, maybe we edit. Use the beach line. That was good, Mike. The town pub is, I mean, we were at the pub. We're there. I mean, we were literally talking about, like. But we're watching the game. We're there. doing shots for incomplete We're not passes. playing fuck face out there. What? You know? We're not playing fuck face out there. We're fucking dialed in. You, yeah. Not playing fuckface. I'm gonna put that on his shirt. <laughs> We're not playing fuckface out there. Um, yeah, probably should have roped that into the earlier part, but it just kind of hit me yeah. uh, as we were about to get into the other games of what that game meant. I mean, I, I had multiple guys text me with like tears in their eyes and just like it was emotional. It was it was it was crazy once it actually hit. Once you actually saw it, it's so generational. You know what? The, the, the one thing that everyone has endured in the city of Detroit, no matter how old you are, is the Lions sucking. Yeah. I looked it up. Between 1935 and 1970, the Lions had a playoff drought of 18 seasons and then 12 seasons with six seasons of being good in between. It's not like they've been bad since the, the last playoff win. No. Yeah. Our, our grandparents grew up with the Lions. But like, this is something that has built for so long and 30 two years in the making are you kidding me yeah that will I, i'm gonna go out on a limb that will never happen again at least with this franchise never again third three decades are you kidding me yeah we talked to the guy what did he say i was shitting my pants when the last time i saw <laughs> right. a win like we all were we all yeah. were yeah we all were like we didn't know how to use the toilet we we could not we remember children. it for we babies <laughs> We were sucking on titties. <laughs> there it is. Not playing fuckface, though. That's for sure. At the beach. <laughs> All right. Oh, should we do our picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I also wanted to delay because I'm torn. I don't know what to pick this week. All right. Oh, boy. Let's get it going. Game one. Houston at Baltimore. I got Baltimore laying seven and a half. Lou. Whoa, who, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to stop you. Who Dude, I just checked it before we started. I got it at nine. I, I see nine, too. Really? Yeah. Chuck, yeah. Wow. Ago. That's why the numbers got me. Let's get a fresh look. Wow. Seven is a, or nine and seven. Big All diff. right. We'll go, we'll go with nine and a half. Let's I get pulled a fresh up look. at seven and a half. I just have just nine. I have nine as well. Okay. Okay, let's, let's go get with a fresh nine. look. Let's go with nine. I, I think I'm using a different site than you guys, so uh, I'll get on the same site as you guys. What is your site given seven? Seven and a half. Well, we better fucking What's all get on that on? site. I've got nine and a half. Yeah. Now you're at nine and a half? Yes. All right. Let's go with nine. It's in the middle. All right, we'll go nine. Texans okay. at Ravens. Ravens laying nine. Lou, who you got? I'm riding with the horns, boys. I'm not getting away from them. I took them last week to win and cover. I'm doing the same thing again. I No, I'm sorry. I'm not doing the same thing again. I am having the Texans cover the nine. I do think the Ravens win this one in a close game, though. Give me the Texans to cover, Ravens to win. Um, so last week before the games, I was like telling a few buddies, like I was like, I'm seeing it. 
Like, I'm absolutely seeing it right now. I'm going to be so good at picking the playoffs. Just follow me, boys. Like, I got this. Uh, I went a clean three and seven of our 10 picks. <laughs> that's clean. And that's outside of the Lions. Lions I fucking nailed, so don't worry about that. But the these games I was so bad at. So right now what my brain tells me is I should take the Texans plus nine because they jammed it down my throat last week, and that's a huge number. So I am going to fade myself, galaxy brain, big brain, saying that that number is so big that the Ravens are really just going to smash them. Let's not forget the Ravens on a bye week couple. Well, not they don't have any longer to prepare for the Texans, but they have a week of rest. They're going to be in Baltimore. Uh, I think maybe the Texans Super Bowl was last week. I'm just going. I'm I'm fading myself. I'm fading my heart and taking my head with Ravens minus nine. I'm going to stick with you, Frank. I'm going to take the Ravens minus nine. Great defense against a rookie quarterback usually favors the great defense. I think they're going to have a big game plan for C.J. Stroud. I believe they're going to have him confused. And I just think this Ravens team is too talented for this Texans team. I like the Ravens by two-plus touchdowns. Okay. And you had uh, – obviously you had Houston. I have Houston to cover – Ravens to win. win. Okay. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. yep, exactly. Next game, Sunday night, quarter after eight, Green Bay Packers going into San Francisco. Number I'm seeing is Green Bay getting nine and a half. That's what I got. Lou? I'm all in on Detroit, boys. This is our year. This is our time. We are going to host an NFC championship game here wow. next week. Give me the Green Bay Packers to cover – win and take down the 49ers we'll see these motherfuckers at ford field in a week i love it i love it someone had to do it um i am not going to go that far i think san fran right now is the favorite to win the super bowl i think they're the best team in the nfl uh i would much rather play our division rival at home in that game but i also part of me is like and you know hey we're looking overlooking the bucks a little bit but part of me is also uh, like very excited to see how we match up versus San Fran and see what we can do on mm -hmm. the West Coast. Give me Green Bay to cover. Tough game. I think they'll play them tough, but give me San Fran to win the game. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a sheep this week. I really do. Um, I don't know. I think I think San Fran's a wagon. Fuck it. No, I'm taking the Packers. Let's go. Wow. Packers plus nine and a half. Good I'm going to take San Francisco pick. to win a close game. You know what's underrated? Green Bay's defense. What, two defensive touchdowns this past week, and Brock Purdy ain't nothing special. No. And I'll say that if we have to go face them leading up to the NFC Championship game as well. Give me the Packers plus 9.5, but give me the Niners to win the game. Okay, we're going to skip over uh, the Bucks in Detroit. and head. Should we pick our final score? We'll do that at the end okay, here the when we look okay. into it. Yeah, yeah. Next one and final game of the weekend – we see it every year. Kansas City going to Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Kansas City getting two and a half at Buffalo. Lou, who you got? I'm riding with the Bills, baby. Bills Mafia get the tables out like Devon and the other Dudley brother. I Bubba? Bubba. <laughs> Devon and Bubba get the fucking tables out. Light them on fire. Give me the Bills to win this game and to cover Buffalo is an absolute juggernaut right now. I could see the Lions playing the Bills in the Super Bowl final. Spike, get the tables. You got it, baby. Um, I mean, as much as 
the Lions and Detroit prepared for Matthew Stafford coming back here, the reunion, blah, blah, blah. The Bills and Bills Mafia got to be doing the exact same thing here with Patrick Mahomes, but in a different way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes didn't give the Bills 12 great seasons. All he's given them is absolute hell and probably your worst nightmare as a Bills fan if outside of the four Super Bowls they lost in a row. Right. Like that 15-second comeback in, uh, I forgot, 2000. Three years ago? Two, two years ago? When the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yeah. 22. Yeah. That was and one of the best games I ever watched. It was watched. one of the best games I ever watched yes. in football. It was absolutely incredible. But, I mean, that was the Bills having Casey on the ropes. That was their chance to overcome that that hump. That is the biggest hump for the Bills right now in this uh, Josh Allen tenure, in this window, with this team that they have. They have to beat Kansas City, and now it's no excuses. You're arguably the hottest team in the NFL, and you got them at home with arguably one of the craziest, most passionate fan groups you could ever have. Bills get over the hump this year. Travis Kelsey retires after the game. Taylor Swift breaks up with him by March. Give me the Bills, minus three. They clear the hump. This is the year of uh, teams getting over the getting over the hurdles. Big brain alert. I think everyone's going to be on the Bills. The Bills are the hottest team in the league. But let's remember who's got two Super Bowls, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. And when I watched that game last week on Saturday night, the Chiefs ran the ball, and the Chiefs played a physical style of defense with one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, Steve Spagnolo. I just think it seems too easy. I think the Bills seem too easy, and I believe people are underestimating the Chiefs and how good they have been and how good Patrick Mahomes is. I'm taking the Chiefs plus two and a half, and I'm taking the Chiefs to upset the Bills in their own stadium. Okay. I don't hate it. I like the theory. Um, I think, you know, part of that's my heart betting too. I kind of want to see the Bills. I think that's how everyone's going to bet it, which is why I think – all the money is going to be on the Bills, which is why I like the Chiefs. I like the Bills going into this, and I'm like, you know what? I looked at the stats. I looked where the money was. I just, I don't, I don't know. Vegas always knows something. Fair enough. Fair enough. I did think that a couple times this weekend. I thought the Houston would be the sexy pick. Mine, mine's pretty close. It says 57% of the money on Buffalo. Okay. But it's still early in the week, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah, not everyone's looking at it as right. early as us. That's right. All yeah. right. To the main event, our main event, Sunday, 3 p.m. Absolutely love that time slot. Great time for a football game on a Sunday. Detroit brings in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <sighs> with a shot to go to the NFC Championship. Uh, actually unbelievable in my mind that we are playing Baker Mayfield and the Bucks in this game. Get, the, get a second home game. Everyone in the world thought we'd be going down to Dallas. I think the NFL wanted us to go down to Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't be happier that we get this game. Uh, they're, they're projecting $20 million more million to come into the city. Saw that, uh, too. With, with, with all the people that are going to be down here. Um, a lot I, of snowbirds are going to be torn for this one. Yeah. A lot of snowbirds torn. Um, so I'll just lead it off right away. I, you know, we played the Bucks earlier this season, uh, beat them 20-6, to six, handled them pretty well. The... The biggest storyline from that was our injury report, and you're probably everyone in the world seeing this on Twitter right now. Last time we played the Bucks, uh, I forgot what week it was, um, if you guys remember that, but I do not. I think it was but, week five? Uh, yeah, it was. Five. Er, yeah. I feel like it was like our last good game before we kind of went on a slump mm -hmm. a little bit. 
But anyways, we were missing Brian Branch, Jameer Gibbs, Jonah Jackson, uh, James Mitchell, Josh Paschal, and Sam Laporta for that game. Ended up beating them 20-6. to I think last week was, I know I've said this about other teams before, I think that was Baker and the Bucks Super Bowl. I don't think anyone besides Chandler expected them to win that division. I don't think anyone expected them to win a playoff game this year. Um, well, besides you, once they got there, I meant yeah, to yeah. start the You're season. Right. Um, and I, I just think there's no way Detroit overlooks this team. There's no way we let Baker come into our building and have have his biggest career win of all time. Sunday should be a celebration. I'm hoping it's a game that we have the lead the whole time and we absolutely just take care of them. I think they're going to have a really tough time moving the ball. All that said, big mouthful. I'm going to take my favorite score, three one three. 31-13 Detroit Lions. Wow, beat down. Beat down. We talked about it last week, boys. Red zone efficiency. What did the Rams not do? Score in the red zone. Who's ranked 30th in the NFL in red zone efficiency? Must be the Bucs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wow. boys. That's where we go back to work. I'm with you, Frank. I think the Lions absolutely fucking handle the Buccaneers. We are fully squatted up on defense. They only scored six points. Last time we played them when we were hurt, basically on half the roster. In their barn. In their barn, exactly. Um, I got the Lions going to fucking work, 28-10, to 10 W. I love it. I don't feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, and I think that's how the Lions feel right now. I said it before last week. No matter who we played in the second round, that game against the Rams was going to be tougher than our second-round opponent. I thought that. I still believe that. The one thing that makes me nervous, the Buccaneers have a bad red zone offense. They have a very good red zone defense and a good defense overall. So I think the Lions are going to win. I think they're going to cover, but I don't think it's going to be the steamroll that we think it's going to be. With that being said, I still think we're going to put up a lot of points. Give me the Lions 30. Give me the Buccaneers 17. That feels like a beatdown, Channy. Yeah, I, I think it's just we're going to kick more field goals than we think. I just don't think it's going to be one of – like, I feel on paper we are way better <laughs> years. than Tampa Bay. Like, way better than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay almost lost week 18 at Carolina to get into the playoffs. Yes. So, I don't think they're on the same level as us. But with that, um, I, I just – I think we're going to get – Stopped a little more than we think we are. I think they they have pretty good run defense. That's going to yep. slow us down a little bit. But then I I think we're just going to turn to the air. And I I really think we're going to win this game by just freaking Baker out. Yeah. And they're going to get down and they're going to have to start throwing. And Baker takes crazy risks. I Baker, mean Baker bad ankle, bad ribs. Yeah. He barely got touched against Philly. Yeah. yeah. I mean imagine Aleem. You got Aiden and the boys blitzing on him. Is Houston back this week? I, that, dude, that's Still, the greatest mystery right. every single Come week. On. They keep saying he's coming back, and it seems like every week someone gets cut for him. Yeah. So, Get I don't after know. the quarterback, baby, and we win the game. Yeah, and the one, the one thing that I have confidence with in this team is I, wanna, I would love a highlight reel, I might have to look this up, of Goff every time a big win happens. When he's interviewed, the first thing he says, his go-to every time is we're just getting started or it's mm -hmm. only the beginning, one of those phrases. Like, he, he repeats that a lot. I mean, he said that last week versus the Rams. Like, he's, he, he just keeps saying basically, like, the next one's better. Like, you can tell they don't 
overlook these games, mm -hmm. which is, uh, you know, again, back to that whole attitude and mantra thing. So I don't think there's, I mean, I would, it would be the biggest heartbreak in the world if, if somehow Baker God, came in there and diced it. us up. I just can't, I really can't picture it. Right. All right. Well, since we covered the NFL, talked a lot about sports, worked hard on Sunday, I thought we could treat ourselves to a snack. Um, so snack time is back for this week, episode 137, snacks are back. So we got that like foreign box of snacks that we mowed down and there's been one thing left in the box and mm. it is this Pepsi, uh, which looks like it has a lime and bamboo on it. Yeah. Um, I can't really explain else. Again, another Asian language. This is where I get real ignorant. I have no clue what in the world that is. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh yeah, Pepsi with lime. Yeah. Pepsi with lime, but then there's bamboo sticks all over it. <laughs> got the cups here. We'll get these going. So we got the Pepsi, and then we also have Nerd Gummy Clusters. Uh, shout out friend Julie, who gave these to me uh, on Sunday. I've never had them. Chandler, you have, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa! I'll wait to uh, tell you my thoughts on them. Look at that can open. So you have to peel it. Wow. wow this wow. is weird. Look at that. Not a pop top. So it doesn't open normal, like how you open a pop can, you push down on the thing. This one has like a pull tab, like it's a mini soup can. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. That? All right. Well, we're pouring them up. It's a Thai thing. Are you I guys think. pop drinkers? I'm not a big pop drinker. No, yeah. I haven't drank a lot of pop this these past couple. If I'm eating pizza or a burger, I'll have a pop. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I go with like a iced tea normally. All right. Well, we got our Pepsi, our bamboo lime Pepsi. Let's try it out, boys. Bamboo Cheers. Bamboo shoots. Let's see what we got. I don't taste anything at all. Does it taste like a Pepsi? Is it just a Pepsi? <laughs> it's just Pepsi? Is it just Pepsi? It might just be Pepsi. It doesn't taste like literally anything at all. No, it, it tastes like Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's just Pepsi. That's Pepsi. That's Pepsi. Is, that, is this just a design? There's got to be like something in it. There's like pears and bamboo or limes on there. I, it might be a little different, but I'm not like a Pepsi connoisseur. It's Me neither. Pepsi, I never drink it. No. Me neither. It, it must be like a little hint of lime. That's the only thing I can think of. But I feel like I've had like flavored. This is nothing. No. We're not even rating this. No. This is just Pepsi. This is the worst snack time ever. N.A. <laughs> yeah, this is N.A. All right. Bust out the nerds. Yeah, get them going. Move, move away from That me. was stupid. Yeah, I'm not kidding, guys. It tasted like tasted like nothing. Oh, tasted like absolute nothing. That was shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Worst part of the show by we far. We all looked at each other like, oh, I don't, I don't Yeah. Do you guys, you taste anything? I opened these like an idiot. Got That's some right. clusters. Yeah, yeah just get in there. Me up. Yeah. These look delicious. So we got Nerds Gummy Clusters, just little balls. Oh, these look good. Oh, oh my God. It looks like it's just covered a nerd's, nerds rope, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Deconstructed nerds rope. Jumping in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, these rock. Sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Hard sugar. Or soft sugar covered in hard sugar. That's all these are. Oh, what more do you want? Right. Rainbow nerds surrounded, surround gummy fruity centers. Yeah, these are incredible. These are unreal. I'll kick us off. Okay. You can never have a 10 out of 10 because there might be something better. And in my personal opinion, the blue bag of gummy clusters is a little bit better than the pink bag. Okay. With that being said, top tier candy, give me a 9.5. Wow. 
on the gummy clusters. So what's the blue bag? Is it a different gummy in the middle? Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it's like berry flavored. Mm. Okay. Okay. This one just says rainbow. Rainbow. Is there different nerds Mm -hmm. on the blue one? Yeah, uh, purple, blue, and like pinkish red. Oh, that sounds good. It's gas. Yeah. These are really good. These are one of those like, it's like eating sour Skittles though a little bit. Like you bang your you bang yourself up with them pretty good. Yeah. But these rock. These. I'm going to give them, just because it is such like an absolute sugar rush, uh, I'm just going to give them just outside of a nine. I'm going to go 8.9. Wow. Okay. I think they're good, but like it's not my cup of tea. I would say. Yeah, just, I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. They are good, not hating, but I'm gonna be seven point two. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Lou like like the cookies and cream soda better than this. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. What are you like a? You like a Werther's original more than these? No, like payday. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> we saw her at Rogue Payday on the streets of Detroit during the tailgate, and I had to ask has anybody ever had a payday. And I don't think I ever have. It just looks like peanut warlord. I've had one. There, <laughs> every one that I've ever had is like rock fucking hard. Like you like bite yeah, into you it, you like your snap teeth, your tooth off. What's yes. in the middle of it? It's peanut brittle, caramel, held together caramel, by peanuts? and yeah, yeah. It's, maybe nougat. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking they're peanuts not good. coming out your ass. Yeah, yeah. it's just peanut palooza. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want any of that. All right, well, that's snack time. I feel like that was the quickest little snack time we've ever had. Yeah. Didn't what do you give this uh, Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> Literally just fucking Pepsi. That was nothing to it. Yeah, I can already feel a stomachache with these nerds. All right. Bet you can't just eat half the bag. Red Wings? True. Red Wings. So, I got to be honest. I wasn't the best fan this weekend. Um, the Wings game was on during the Lions game. Huge Wings game. And I did not have, I'll be honest, not a lot of faith they were going to win that game. But lo and behold, we got a Sunday sweetener with a Red Wings W, 4-2 to two over Toronto. Absolutely pivotal game, colossal game. Wings have won five of their last six, picking up points uh, in the game that they lost even. Yep, yep, Oilers and OT. Yes. And I said it. Last week to Chandler, or two weeks ago, I believe, and he, you know, he always likes to jab me and ask if Eiserman's on the hot seat, which I fucking hate that question. And I said the Wings are just one hot week away from being back in the playoffs, and this question being asinine. And the boys have backed me up. I feel real good about it. They are in the number one wild card spot. They play Florida this weekend, who is second in our division, and then they play Tampa on Sunday, who is actually right on our ass with the wild cards. So things are heating up. They needed a week like this. They needed a run like this. Uh, Best of all, they did it with Reimer in net on Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, which is just really impressive. The maybe now third string goalie, uh, Alex Lyon is playing really well. Um, And speaking of adversity, you know, we were talking about the Lions and all their grit and everything like that. The Wings had to deal with a snowstorm and didn't get into into Toronto till 6.15. So to arrive to an NHL game 45 minutes before puck drop and to go out there and win that game is pretty crazy. They did push the game back a half hour, but even still. um, You're scrambling. Yeah, they were scrambling to get there. Uh, They had a backup goalie in net. Granted, Toronto played their backup as well. But gritty win, gritty W. Uh, great W to have, you know, pretty much the only bad news we got is Patrick Kane did, uh, get hit into the boards kind of awkwardly and fell behind the net. They said he has a lower body injury, not related to his hip, which is good news or a lie. We don't know. Yep. Um, but either way, he is not making, 
uh, this most recent trip. So these are next. These next three games are big for us. I feel like uh, Florida is always like an Achilles heel for us. Like we struggle against the Florida, and then Hurricanes. We always play them tough as well. Yeah. And then Tampa on Sunday, the same day we got Tampa in the Den. Yeah, and then even after that, we're home versus the Stars. Right. So real touch tough four game stretch here. We're gonna see what we're made of. We got a uh, clean Costin back. Kind of like our only tough guy. Yeah. So that's good for these games. And uh, hopefully the goalies can stay hot and the boys can stay strong. But, um, you know, kind of a little swept under the rug win there during during the Lions game. But yeah. A monster one at that. Yeah. So what does that put us? We're one point back from Toronto, I believe now. Yes. And I and we I think are we're in fourth. And we are yeah. the, um, the first place wild card, I believe. Let's see. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. And we're dead nuts tied with Tampa with a game in hand. Wow. So we're right in the thick of things. Love to see it. One point back at Toronto, like you said. Toronto, we do have two games in hand. Or yeah. You got the tiebreakers. They have two games in hand on us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have much on the wings. Just they halfway really, point. Yeah, they gotta keep this going. They gotta keep it up. Power I only through. got one question. Yeah. So now that the wings won five out of the last six. What would you put the hot seat meter at for Steve Eiserman? <laughs> Ice cold. Like, you know those snow thrones they were sitting on in Buffalo? Yeah. That's what I got it. It's that cold. Can you put me on the heat meter next week for Eiserman yeah. hot seat questions, Arctic fucking yeah, tundra? Yeah, I'll put you most annoying fucking guy I know. How's that, how's that sound? Do I get my own section? Three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get your own section, Channy. Cool. Yeah. So that's the wings. That's the wings update. Wish I had a little more energy, a little more... Uh, a little more insight to bring you guys. The only thing I got really is like Sprong's playing out of his mind. Um, he's playing really well, getting more minutes. Larkin's been hot. And then, oh, I should say this because I trash him every time. Uh, I've written in the newsletter and said on here a few times that uh, Andrew Kopp might go down as the worst Iserman signing of all time. Guy's on absolute fire. I had him on scalding on the list <laughs> this week. He's buried like four goals in two games. He got the game winner versus Toronto with a minute left. Um, so he must be listening. He must have heard it, got a chip on his shoulder, went out there and actually started balling. So uh, see what happens when you start to doubt the Iser plan, even a little bit. They come back to bite you. I just so have journalistic integrity, and keep I have to ask the tough questions to everyone on here, regardless of any affiliation we have. Yeah, with you got journalistic integrity, unless you don't want to have it. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> All right, what else have we got? You want to talk about the Pistons trade, Channy? <laughs> no, no. Jesus. Jesus. I got I that notification. We haven't integrity. got a scumbag the whole show, <laughs> <Yeah>. Chandler. <laughs> the scumbag meter is at We've zero. We've had good vibes this whole show. <laughs> yeah. It's Lions time. We don't need to talk about them. I, did that trade no. happen Sunday? I remember, I think it came through Sunday, and I was just like, LOL. It's like, like they, they do everything just to try to, like, sweep it under the rug. Like, <laughs> have no it looking. at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari. Who? Bro. We were what, he go to we were playing school? him in 2K. That's what I'm saying. In college, in college, he was a a pick for us in 2K. Like good three ball shooter in 2K. Positive vibes only. All right, well let's close with over over under because I choke on a nerd's ball. <laughs> All right, Nine over one. under from Jerry sent these over. Jer Bear actually sent me the weirdest photo, and I forgot he sent it. It was right after the Lions won. And he took his shirt off, and he was flexing. And Jerry's like, he's not like a, I don't know how to describe Jerry's body. Like, he's like, he's like kind of thicker, but he has these like, he's got like these abs a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's like flexing in his, in his house. 
and there's baby shit everywhere. There's just baby shit all over the place. But the strangest thing about the fucking picture, the room is all red. It looks like he's like a room you develop old tiny photos. <laughs> in. It's a bright red room, and I was just like, I forgot he sent it, and I kind of thought it was a dream. And then I went back to our chat like this week, and I was like, Hey, I forgot you sent this. Like, why the fuck is the room all red? And he talked about light therapy and some other shit, and I just, I just let it go. Didn't he rip on you? Hmm? About the budget going into next year? What do you mean? I thought he uh, commented on a uh, champagne post where he said he was maybe more nervous than uh, was it when than Frank the hit the Thanos gloves? <laughs> I wore what's, what's funny? Yeah, I wore orange gloves, and he thought they were really expensive gloves, and I was like trashing the budget. Um, but those were from like Salvation Army; they're really cheap. But yeah. I was saying after the game, like we're getting Jerry, and he's going to budget for us to go to the next game but I think they're out of the budget. Yeah. They're pretty fucking expensive. All right, first one on the list. Ice Cold Brew Lou, you're up. All right. the end of episode 137. Number one, LA the city. LA the city, overrated. Detroit's the best fucking city in the United States. We're the top dogs. I don't give a fuck about the Kings, the Rams, the Chargers, none of those motherfuckers. Detroit till we die, overrated. Hell yeah. I've been to LA. Wasn't my cup of tea. It's a different attitude out there. It's a different lifestyle. Uh, you know, not everything, not all that glitter is gold, you know, Tinseltown. I don't know. It's not as real as it is here. It's not as real. Overrated. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you guys on this one. Uh, been a couple times to LA. I actually had good times, but anytime it takes you an hour to go 10 miles, um, that's not really a city for me. And it's a lot of glitz and glamour. We're gritty guys here on this yeah. podcast, so yeah. overrated. Yeah, totally agree. Number two, uh, I'll do myself. Mike Tomlin can confirm Pittsburgh friends want him out. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Jerry has some shitty Pittsburgh friends. Maybe they're just bored with him. I don't know. Um, Mike Tomlin underrated. He is actually one of my favorite. He's probably my second favorite coach in the NFL. I love Mike Tomlin. Always have liked Mike Tomlin. Never had an under 500 season. Dealt with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown somehow. And how did he get this team to the playoffs this year? Mason Rudolph was quarterbacking it. Uh, give me Mike Tomlin underrated. Before I give my answer, I'd like to point out Mr. 7.2 munching on the gummies over there. <laughs> Little I'm, rat. I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tomlin, definitely underrated. Always has the Steelers in contention. Hasn't had a quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger. And the guy's still only 51 years old. He's got another career ahead of him, whether he wants to take another job down the road, whether he wants to be a TV analyst. Mike Tomlin, stand-up guy, one of the longest tenured, probably the longest tenured coach now, now that Belichick's out, underrated. Another thing about Tomlin, too, do you remember a couple years ago they were talking about him taking the Kansas City job or some job vacancy and... He gave this maybe the Notre Dame job, Notre, yeah. And he he gave this speech about just like I have the greatest job in the world. Why would I ever leave? Wasn't it LSU? I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was a college. Yeah, okay. you're right. For some reason, I thought it was Notre Dame. But then the other day, I don't know if you guys saw in his presser after the loss to um, the Bills, they said some reporters started saying, "So you have one year left on your contract. Are you?" And he walked off stage. I yeah, saw I that. Did see that too. And I took that as like. I don't, I don't do this. Like, I'm going to coach here until they tell me I'm done. Right. Maybe not. Who knows? Chandler, number three. Uh, here we go. Pizzo's Instagram story on the way downtown for the game with the ski mask on. Need to know what song was playing in the background. 
Um, that was underrated. Much creativity um, by our partner over here. Ski mask on. I think he was debating putting the sunroof open. I was. Um, good content. We love some good <laughs> Real gritty guy. I picked you up in front of uh, the casino. He did. Fully he decked did. Out in it. <laughs> He's like, "Where are you?" And I looked over and I see the big mosquito authority on the side, <laughs> and he was driving with his mask on around the city of Detroit. So I will say underrated. Yeah, I mean, obviously underrated. <laughs> that I and just so you know, like I didn't throw that mask on for the video. Like I drove from 23 and Shaner <laughs> down to the heart of the headquarters with the mask on, the full gear on. People on mound were looking over at me, and I was like fist bumping with them. We're like, let's fucking go, yeah. Um. So yeah, that was fucking awesome. And uh, Jerry, the song was "Let's Go" by Key Glock. I love it. Yeah, underrated without a doubt. That's that's why you love it. And uh, <laughs> you know, he said he tried to get the sunroof open, but couldn't. Um, yeah, it was then, frozen shut. <laughs> to add on to that, I mean, Ice Cold Brew Lou was cooking with content. If if you guys haven't seen him uh, screaming at the, the the Taco Bell, not at the people, but like cheering for the Lions loudly um, as his girlfriend tries to order Taco Bell, that video actually, in my opinion, tops the mast video because like. What, what, what do you, don't you say like we stood on some was, Rams ass? Yeah, we, so, I don't know. I, and like you wanted to say like we stood on our business, but like it was about the Rams or something. Yes, you're it right. It was hilarious. And you're just screaming go Lions <laughs> at like past 1 a.m. at a Taco Bell. <laughs> it was the greatest video ever. <laughs> so A plus videos all around for Pizzo this weekend. Thank you. Number four, uh, young pros so, saying they won't play for a team. Caleb Williams and young NHL are demanded to leave the Flyers. Me? Is it you? If it's Snake and it's you. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's me. So Caleb Williams say I don't even know how to answer this as to underrated or overrated. So him saying that he's not going to play for the Bears, let me answer this correctly, is underrated. And what I mean by that is, like, who do you think you are, man? Yeah, it's you got to be – you mean overrated, right? I'll say overrated then. Right. Yeah. Like, I think him saying that is, like, to the point where it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I don't really care. You know, I get what you're saying. I, I don't really care. I think it's overrated that he came out and said it. Like, yeah. like who, who are you to say you're fulfilling a dream, a childhood dream, and you're not going to go to X, Y, and Z? And to be honest with you, is the Bears' situation that bad right now with who they got? with the picks that they have, with how they finish the season. They should fire Eberflus. They should fire Eberflus, but at the same time, like, I think there's definitely worse positions, and there's most definitely worse positions and places to go to in the top ten. They haven't projected to go to the Patriots. I'd rather go to the Bears than the Patriots at this point in time. So, Jerry, I I don't know the question, but I guess I'm going to go with overrated. Gotcha. I'm with you. Uh, Overrated, I mean, once you get to the league – you know, play for the team that wants you. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's always been my thought. This young NHLer, like, they have these suspicions that he was such a Pittsburgh Penguins fan that he couldn't play for Philly. Um, you're getting paid millions of dollars. These, you know, I think it's very overrated, especially Caleb Williams is, like, talking about how he wants equity in these teams. Like, Yeah, just, that was the part where I was – he, like, asked for ownership of the team. It's yeah. like, what? But, I mean, this goes all the way back. I mean, Eli Manning – um, John, John Elway, Elway, you know, yep. I mean, this this Dion. is a tale as old as time. I didn't yep. know Dion did it. Yeah, said it's for Detroit. Yeah, better mm. put it on layaway. Yeah, overrated. I'm with you, boys. Uh, I took the words out of my mouth. Overrated. So you'd play for the Blackhawks? Uh, I mean, yeah. If I was 
drafted by him. Okay. Yeah. All I right. mean, that's, I don't think that that's nuts to say. Pizzo, full ride scholarship to Michigan. You going? No, I fold up. I break, <laughs> break my leg yeah. on purpose. Yeah, I'm sure at 18 years old. You jump on, just go I jump out my car on 75 and let four of them run me over. <laughs> he gets an offer he doesn't have to take. He does that to prove a point. Um, all right, number five and last on the list, apartment living. Um, apartment living, underrated. Uh, the Detroit apartment I had downtown was was awesome. I lived in Chicago for a few years. You know, I mean, there's obviously a lot of advantages to having a house and there's disadvantages to having an apartment, but if you're in the heart of a city that you enjoy, it's it's a lot of fun and I, I love those apartment living years. So I'll say underrated, apartment living. I'll say overrated because I've actually never lived in an apartment as far as I can think of. I've always been in a house of some sort or, and I, yeah, I've always been in like a rental house even throughout Michigan State or yeah. after. So I can't really, I guess I can't say either because I've never lived in an apartment. Yeah. I've never lived in a true apartment either. I owned a condo uh, for several years, um, but I've never lived in an apartment in a city, anything like that. Um, so I'm going to say overrated to apartment living just because I've never lived in it underrated to condo living all right well hey what a fun little there we fact go. didn't know either of you hadn't been in an apartment yeah um well that's episode 137 uh we appreciate you guys joining us on this fucking crazy journey that we're on right now another home game this week if you're downtown we're going to be downtown most likely circle in the stadium stay real close to that you know we'll be there a few hours before if you guys want to come say hey to us we love hanging out Love getting you on camera, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, hanging out, buying merch, following us on all the channels. Um, just spread the word. Spread the word. Let people know what you're listening to and how to listen to us, and we'd appreciate that. So with that said, we'll see you next week. Party like it's 92, baby. Go Lions! Fuck you, Baker. See ya!